Marketers of the world, why do we work hard to solve small problems? It's time to bring home bigger paychecks. It's time to create the lifestyle we deserve and to make a greater impact. This is the Fractional CMO Show, and I'm Casey Stanton. Join me as we explore this growing industry and learn to solve bigger problems. The Fractional CMO Show is sponsored by CMOX, the number one company to teach you how to attract, convert, and serve clients as an in-demand fractional CMO. Hey, it's Casey here, the founder of CMOX, and I've got a mm, tough problem that I was faced with a few years ago uh, where I totally screwed up. And I want to give you this as a um, like as a flag of caution, something to be concerned about. So this happened a few years ago when I took on a client as their fractional chief marketing officer. Really, really wonderful company. I really like the people there. They were very dedicated to their team um, and also to their to their uh, customers. Um, I just love this uh, dynamic that they had where the CEO fought for the customers and the COO fought for the team and they would battle uh, things out all the time and come to a conclusion that was best for both the team and the clients. So cool. Just really wonderful business people. When I had joined them, um, they're in the health and fitness space. Uh, it was in like Q3 and we had a pretty strong Q3 kind of rebuilding things and, and I had a nice strategy for them that we were able to get executed. What then happened is we approached Q4 and into Q4 is I was started to set out plans and, and growth goals for uh, the following year and specifically for January 1st. As you know, in the health and fitness space, um, everyone tends to have a New Year's resolution. So January 1st is a really big time to strike. Strike hard and win as many sales as you can to support as many people as possible. Well, I asked them for historical data and they had migrated from some old kind of busted CRM to a new CRM. So they didn't have that data. I asked them to, you know, check their old burn CDs or whatever they had that could have the data on there. And they, they uh, uh, confirmed to me that they had no data, nothing, no Stripe records, no nothing, just maybe some ideas of kind of what they had done in the past. So I was moving into the biggest push of the year and I had no historical data to know how well it worked before. So that was tough, right? Flying a little blind. So just for the sake of um, numbers here, let's just say that their normal customer, like the normal active customers is um, uh, 3,000, okay? Uh, I set a goal out and I said, let's see if we can get that up to 10,000. And I pulled together a really comprehensive marketing strategy, really aggressive, uh, multi-channel, had ad spend, email campaigns, live events, just a bunch of really exciting stuff to drive a bunch of sales, uh, create scarcity, true scarcity, not artificial, for the offer um, come the first week of January and try to get as many people to sign up in the first week of January as possible, even did a pre-launch in, in, um, on December 26th. So we had a couple days there at the end of the year to fill up before the proper launch happened on the first. Well, I thought I had a great campaign set up. Um, and then when it came to execution, I thought we did a pretty great job of executing it. I got team members to execute all of the pieces of it, uh, you know, to my specifications, because I was the chief marketing officer and not the, you know, uh, marketing technician or lead marketer. Uh, I had other people on the team that were doing that. And they did a good job. I was very satisfied with their work. The problem was we normally had about 3,000 active clients and the goal was 10,000. We hit about 6,000 after that promotion finally wrapped. 
And when a goal is 10,000 and we hit 6,000, it was an utter failure. Everyone was mad. They weren't sad. They were upset. They felt like I lied to them. This was a huge thing for me to realize. I had no data to suggest that we were ever going to be able to hit 10,000. And as we progressed further and further, I saw that it likely wasn't possible, but didn't really know until, you know, carts finally closed. If you've ever done any um, marketing launches, you know that people tend to buy in the first day or two and then in the last 24 hours. That's really your biggest uh, sales days. So I didn't know if we'd hit our goal or not, but had a feeling we wouldn't. And then when we didn't, it was a somber mood in the company. I asked them how we were doing just generally, and they said, oh, we've doubled the business as a result of this promotion, but you failed to hit the sales goal. Let me say that again. I had doubled the business. I had doubled the number of active customers. But because I didn't hit their sales goal that I had established based on a lack of data, I was the bad guy. Not the good guy. Not the guy who doubled their business in, you know, like a... 14-day stretch. So it was really frustrating because I knew I had done a great job, but I could never win back their trust. I set too high of a goal and I failed. So despite like what should be a headline that says I doubled a company, to them, I didn't hit the goal. So why I bring this up to you is as a cautionary tale, as you think of setting any kind of quarterly outcomes, do not overset them. Be very realistic. Shout often when you think you're off track. Show your work on why you think you're off track. Let everyone else see it. Get all team members involved in resolving whatever roadblock or problem exists so that you can hit those numbers. I alone was responsible for not hitting that 10,000 customer mark. Despite hitting a record month for them, despite hitting, despite starting the year off effectively doubling what the business had done um, you know, the month previous, uh, I was a bad guy. So don't let that happen to you. Be very pragmatic about your goals. Don't pick a number because it's round. Pick a number because it is uh, incrementally larger, right? What if I said, hey, well, I'll double your business. They'd say, you think you can double it? And I'm like, hell yeah. And they're like, let's do it. But instead I said, I'm going to go up to 10,000, an arbitrary number, which is more than triple. Right, so that was my issue. I picked a round number because it looked pretty, not because it was based on data. So if you're ever planning for your clients for an end of the year or a new year or a quarterly promotion or any kind of promotion in general, any kind of product launch, you have to think worst case scenario on all this stuff. I got to pie in the sky because they liked my idea and they liked the number uh, and they kind of gave me carte blanche to make it happen. Um, you know, I felt, I felt special. I felt cool. Uh, and then ultimately not being able to, to deliver it just burned. It really stung. And ultimately I was never able to salvage that relationship. I saw myself out, right? A few months later, I was, I was out of that uh, client, which sucked because in the end, I feel like I did good work, but it was below what their expectations were because I set them too high. So cautionary tale for you, do not overset expectations, communicate early, communicate often, if you have an outcome goal for a 90-day stretch, 45 days into it, you need to meet with everybody to see if you're actually on track. Not if people saying, are saying that you're on track, but do the numbers show that you're on track? If you are on track, well, keep up the good work. If you're not on track, what can you resolve immediately to get you back on track? And the last piece of advice is, if you don't have historical numbers, don't make 
wild ass guesses, right? No wags here, wild ass guesses. You got to be focused on the data. You got to look at the running 30 days and what happened and what you think is going to happen. Run your numbers on your uh, email sends and how many opens you're going to have. Take into account if you're doing it around a holiday that there's going to be a flood of other emails in the inbox and you probably have a decreased open rate. There's a lot to really consider as you think of goal setting. If you'd like more one-on-one -on -one support with goal setting, I'd love to personally help you. I help fractional CMOs build their own fractional CMO practice. I teach them all the tools and techniques, all the processes, even give them access to the um, proposal that my lawyer approved that I use personally when I sell clients as a fractional chief marketing officer. If you want me and my team to coach you, and if you want to join a group of other driven fractional CMOs who are all on track to make five figures a month, head over to cmox.co forward slash invite. That's cmox.co forward slash invite and see if you have what it takes to be a fractional chief marketing officer. All right, talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more information and episodes, visit our site at fractionalcmoshow.com. Go ahead and punch that like and subscribe button on your favorite podcast app. It means a lot, at least to my mom. 